Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Lift up your two hands and just thank the Lord for this morning in the presence of God. What a blessing, what a blessing to be here, what a blessing to be in church, what a blessing to come and lift our hands to worship Him and to lift up this great name of our God and our maker. Somebody rejoice in His presence again. Because he has given you the opportunity again. Thank you, Father, we bless your name. Thank you for all the great plans and purposes you have for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that they are manifesting in your presence this morning. You have brought us here to do us good. Do somebody good this morning, O oh God. Amen. Let it be manifested, O oh God. Yes, Lord. Let there be healings, O oh God. Amen. Let your word bring comfort, O oh God. Amen. Let your word bring direction, O oh God. Amen. Let your word set somebody on their feet again, yes. O oh God. Yes, Lord. One that is discouraged, let them be encouraged this yes, morning. Lord. Amen. One that is weak, let them be strengthened this morning. Amen. Somebody that is sick, let them go yeah, back leaping and and, 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 and strong again this morning, yes. O oh God. Amen. And let no one go back the same Amen. in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your great mercy yes, and your great grace. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, teach us. And let the word of God find place in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful. You may be seated. How is everybody? So, um. We, do we have prayer after and those in this service are they part of but they will go tell your neighbor sitting by you there's prayer after church and ask your neighbor so what are you going to do how will you be part of it very good um, how can I say thanks we are on our theme the year my year of thankfulness giving thanks to God amen and I believe that many of us are learning and training ourselves to be thankful. I don't think that it is the natural disposition of everyone or generally with human beings to say thank you. And that is why we have to learn and acquire the ability to say thank you. Why would I say that is not a natural disposition? I can see children, um, how do we say it? When a child is given something, what do you normally say to the child? Say thank you. Or else, what do you say? Thank you. It's to remind the child that you have received something and what you have to say is thank you. It's not like a natural response that comes that once something is given, they will say thank you. When, if you don't train the child like that, whatever is done, he just receives it and I'm off. 
So it's, 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 it's training. You have to train yourself to be a thankful person. You have to force it on yourself. You have to make it part of you. It may appear like it's not very necessary, but it is very necessary and it's very important. And when it is not there, there's something wrong. It must be there. It must be present. If it's not present, there's something really wrong. So I'm saying that it's not thankfulness. It's not something that comes naturally with us or with human beings. Human beings, like many of us here, are more inclined towards complaining about this or that. Did you say it comes naturally? I, I, I agree with you. Why not? I think that one comes more naturally than showing gratitude for whatever. To compl- I mean, is that not what we do in Ghana? Our radio, radio stations and things, is it not about this, about that, about that, about that, about that? And um, I don't know what to say about it, but I mean, the complainable things are also. There's a just cause. There's a just cause for it. But that's what we do about this. And this is not done. And this has not been done. And this, uh, you see, naturally. Because when you open your eyes, that's what you see. You see bad things around. But in the midst of that, we must be able to locate the good things that are also available and the good things that are there and even the things that seem to look bad. Maybe to you it looks so bad, but there is something good about it. So even when it doesn't present itself the way you want it, you still are able to say thank you. What does the scripture say? In everything give thanks. In everything give thanks. The thing has gone your way. Give thanks. It didn't go your way. Give thanks. It, it didn't meet your expectation. Give thanks. And that's why it's not easy. You are going to marry and your beloved broke up with you. What do you do? Give thanks. You can cry. You may cry. There's no shame. But in the crying, also give thanks. But you rather see people say, God has disappointed me. He didn't make me pass my exams. So I won't come to church again. Is that not what we know about? Have you not, if you are a pastor, you would have seen this kind of thing before. So then it's like, God didn't do it this way. But in everything, the good things, the not good things, the whatever it is, your situation, give thanks for it. Yes, you are looking for change, but still give thanks. One of the points we have had in our um, studies over here is that thanksgiving brings miracles. It works miracles. It does also. It opens doors. It makes things happen. Because even we as human beings, more um, be be will more naturally respond to somebody with a good attitude. Somebody with 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 a, a smiling and happy disposition around you. 
and somebody who would give thanks for, who would be so thankful for the little, something that, that, that may be described as very little. Yes. You want to do more. You want to give, if this little one is so appreciated, then this person deserves more. Even as human beings, it's like that. So, as you show the appreciation and you give thanks to God for whatever they stated, you are opening doors for greater miracles in your life. I shared with you the other time um, about these guys who were in the prison. Uh-huh. Who were the people? Paul and who? Okay. It's Silas, Paul's wife. Paul and his wife Silas. I thought you were saying that. You see, they went to preach. They didn't go to do any bad thing. And the reward of the evangelism was for them to find themselves in prison. They said that, Lord, I've got to work for you. I went on evangelism. I didn't go to do any bad thing. Look at where I am. Look at what is happening to me. And you complain and complain and complain. But they went, they put them in the prison. They were in there, I mean, for no just cause and anything. But the Bible says that in the middle of the night, they were singing praises to God. They were thanking God. They were just being thankful to God in the night and singing so loud that the prisoners heard them. And everybody will be surprised that, look, these guys, they are in fetters. Fetters means that your legs are tied with so just strong security around them. Can they see and understand that they are in a very bad situation? They can't see what's going on and maybe they don't understand. But they understood what it was and their response of whatever it was at the time is that, Charlie, I'm sure Paul looked at Silas and Charlie, if he here with you, what will for do? So, make we just thank God, make we just thank God. And they started singing praises to God. And he said the prisoners heard them in the night. And then God brought an earthquake in the middle of the night to shake the foundation of the prison. And before they were aware, doors swung open. Oh, they didn't go fasting and praying and saying that, oh God, why have you brought it us here? Why did you do this? This person is a bad person and he's walking around in town. I am a preacher and I'm in prison. Now, so your thanksgiving brings many mighty miracles in your life. In this year, may you receive many mighty miracles because you made yourself a thankful person. And I know that is very prophetic. Yes. How shall I say thanks? Um, if you look at you and you look at your life, it's a question you should ask. How can I say thank you to God? How can I do it? Oh, yes, you can say with your mouth, thank you to God. But there are also acts of thanksgiving and appreciation that must come from you. Philippians, are you still here? Very good. Philippians chapter 4, verse 10. Right? But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me has flourished again. Wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Your care of me Change the distance and let me see whether we can get better from um, another. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last 
you renewed your consent for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. You were concerned, but you lacked opportunity. You didn't have the opportunity to show consent. But now, you have the opportunity. So, we are looking at the opportunities we have to express our thankfulness to God. You know, somebody somebody did something for him and he was so wild that he just started rolling on the floor. So first, when we come to church, we, we might just be rolling on the floor, seeing what God has done, how God has delivered us, how God has been good to us, how God has kept us. But unfortunately, if our minds don't go on that, we would rather be thinking of the other thing that is about our lives that we are looking for and we are not getting. But if you can see what God has done, you come rolling, you come shouting, you come screaming, you come excited. You will not stay in your room for somebody to come and wake you up and virtually force you to come to church because you don't see what God has done for you. That is why the greatest thing God has done is your salvation. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's the greatest thing of is so great that it overshadows every other thing. Whatever you lack in your life cannot be compared with the salvation that you have. There's no way to compare it at all. You cannot compare it. Yeah. So if you have to do, maybe you are, uh, people in the choir to come to church and sing here, perhaps that's your way of also saying thank you. Oh, yeah. That's your way of saying, saying thank you. You are saying thank you to God by being here and singing and ministering and doing something for God. Those who do a little something in the church, yeah, but center leader, so it's your little way of saying thank because is it thank you? It's not also something that you just say oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. There are things that you do to show your appreciation. Those of you who work in places, don't you look for bonus? What is bonus? It's appreciation. Yes, for somebody to recognize that you have been here the whole year and you have done well, you have worked hard. So this is some extra something. I mean, the uh, whatever CEO or whatever leader can come and say, oh, you have worked hard. Thank you. <laughs> but I'm sure that you go home insulting him. But if he came with a little money to say that, get this money for the work that you have done, it speaks volumes far greater volumes than just the thank you that came from the person's part. So it is the same thing with us that God wants us to substantiate the thing. Show it. How you appreciate him. How you appreciate what God has done. I mean, people sometimes talk about ministry and being in ministry and the sacrifice of it, and so on. I, many times I don't even see it so. In fact, I don't see it so. As like a, a major sacrifice. What is the sacrifice? What's my life? What is my life? What do I have? What am I? Is it not just because God has made something out of my life that I'm standing here today. Oh, yes. It's just that if God made it, God, God organized it for me, so if I have to give it back to him, is that a major sacrifice I'm making? Now, so I don't see being in ministry, and full-time ministry, is like a sacrifice. Of course, there are things I, I was doing and I could have done and so on, but this is just maybe a way I can say thank you to God by giving my life 
and giving my time and giving everything I have to say I want to serve God. That's all I want to do. I don't want to follow the financial things and these things in town and so on, but I want to give my life to serve the Lord. Perhaps that's a way, my way of also thank, saying thank you to God for the life that I have. Because the life that I have, even the life of being alive, do you understand the life of being alive? Yes. My mother gave birth to a lot of us. You get it? Yes. Um, number five. The, those before, yes, defender, those before me, girls. So I was the first boy. Yeah. Now, after me, there was a boy. After him, there was a boy. And I think there was another baby boy. But I am the only boy on this earth now. The one after me, he died at three. I remember because I was a small boy there when he died. I remember him lying down and when I passed by, I thought I could see his eyes. So I was wondering why they said he was dead. The one after him died at 17 or so, 16 or 17. I was in school. I was in sixth form. I was in school. I just came home the weekend to check on something. By the time I came, he had died and been buried. I came on Friday. Wednesday, they had buried him without getting me involved. One was a stillbirth boy. Now, I have also had my own issues that should take my life away. I mean, it was later on when I looked at all this and then I could understand what was happening to me at the time, especially in secondary school. Because I could be sick for weeks. Just there. See things. One time, I was lying down on my school was a very good school. We had a bed in the corner at three levels. One, two, three. You have wooden beds. Yes, ours is metal. So you can change the formation at any time. And I was not well. I was lying at the top. High like that. Then whether asleep or awake or half asleep, I can't remember. But I saw this tall, lanky, bony person enter the dormitory through the door. And he came straight to my bed. And he was so tall, he could touch me. So he was touching me from the feet up like that. And a voice told me, if this guy touches your face, you are dead. So as he was touching, and I was, I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. But I remember a determination that my face, this guy cannot touch. I, some strength entered into me. And it's like I was jumping from the top. By sick person at the top, I'm jumping down. And I've been in a very good school. Down there you have trunks and chobuses and buckets and things like that in a good school. And it occurred to me that going down means you are going to land on these things. But for this to touch my face, I would rather land on the thing. So as I forced myself. 
myself out like that. Then I was suddenly awake from whatever, and the guy vanished. I didn't see him again. This kind of visitations and many health issues and things. So later, as I saw the thing, I said that me, I wasn't supposed to be alive. Just the same way as this boy left and this boy left and this boy couldn't make it. It was like I was to follow the same thing. But God saved my life. How can I say thanks? How can I say thanks? How can I say thanks? I can say thanks by doing what I'm doing. By preaching. By doing the work of God. By flowing in anything that is God and anything about God. By saying that my life I can only dedicate it to God and use it for God. Oh, yeah. By the grace of God, I went to school. But even the school I went to, there was no plan for my life to go to school. So that one too. Yes, it's a miracle. And I can't claim that you know, I have been to school and I've done this and I've done that and da, 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 da. no. How did it happen? It's just living and moving and then the things are happening along the way. Oh yeah. I went to university. The University of Ghana. Yes, not the other ones. And I studied the most prestigious course in the non-science area, if you like. Yes, BSc admin. Not what you are doing now. It's different from that. That if you are admin student, I mean, any girl will fall for you. Is it not true? It's a big thing. At Legon, that admin. Yeah. First year you, we are working, so what cause you admin? Eh, that's the response you get. Admin, eh. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but even, yeah, that's an admin person. Where the voter girl's not falling for you easily. You are at choice. He married one. <laughs> Possibly. But the point I'm making is that I didn't even know about this. That there's a course B, yes, there's a powerful course, something. It's just in secondary school, I was just learning because where I've come from and how there was no plan for me to go to school and now suddenly by mistake, I find myself in secondary school. Oh, come on, I can't come and fall in this place. I must get something out of here. Yes. All the people before me, nobody has been there. I'm a bad name, Jimmy. Me, Jimmy, why? Man, Jimmy. It's a friend who said, You look like my friend, B, who went to sit form in Bishop Herman and he went to Legon to do admin. Then I said, What is admin? <laughs> What's it? What do they do there? Then he judged it for me like. It gave me a little this thing about it. Is this, is that, is that. I said, oh, then I would like to do what your friend did. That's all. So I also went to Bishop Herman. That's how I went to Bishop Herman because his friend went there. And then I went to admin. I didn't know what it was, but I knew that this guy says it's a very wild thing, so I want it. That's all. How can I say thanks? And uh, why can I claim that I am, I have this and I'm a wild person with this, that, that. I think it's the same person who even told me about becoming a chartered accountant. I'm sure it's the same guy in that same conversation. And it already said, yes, that I'm following this. Is he God? No, it's just something. So I'm saying that the very life, that's why Paul said that the life I live, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. 
So everybody, your thankfulness must not just be by word of mouth. Oh, I'm saying thank you. I'm saying this. But find a way to express it to God. You are alive here. People like you are dead and they are buried. And nobody remembers them. And you are here. It must be express it. I said express it. Show it. When you are working for God or you are working in the church, let it never be like you are doing somebody, you are doing the pastor a favor. Yes, sometimes you feel it like that. Yesterday I was driving and we're on uh, radio and there's this person, some great program where he talks to musicians and instrumentalists and things like that. What's his name? One of our guys. And he was talking, he said, you were talking to them, see? And especially instrumentalists, they have that. It's as if they, they are doing a service to you. And they expect that you pay them. Or you give them this. Or give them that. He said, look, my pastor, I know my pastor, this is, he gives me um, if I don't have transport, he gives me. Sometimes I humbly go to him and ask, and he gives me. But I don't have an expectation that because I'm playing instrument, he must do this for me and do that for me. And, we, and we don't operate like that over here. Some churches do that. We have in our church here sacrificial service if you will talk, you will call it like that. Why? Because we know what God has done for us and we know how we, we owe God our thank you by give, getting the opportunity. So the verse we read, he said, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. But now I'm showing you that you have the opportunity to show your thank you to God by your involvement in the work of God by the way you give to the work of God, by the way you, anything that you can do to help the work of the kingdom, it may be your way of saying thank you to God. It's an opportunity. The little work you have in the church to do, it's an opportunity. The little giving that you give in the church, it's an opportunity. A little thing, no matter how small, it's an opportunity. God is giving us opportunities to say thank you. How can I say thanks? How can you say thanks? You can say thanks by working and by doing something for God. Yes, you can do that. You can do it. Now, sit down. One of the ways to also, how can I say thanks, to say thanks, is by giving to God. Let's read this scripture. It's a little long, but it's nice. And it shall be, Deuteronomy chapter 26, read from verse 1, quickly. And it shall be, when thou art come unto the land with the Lord thy God, giveth thee for an inheritance, and possesseth it, and dwelleth therein, uh-huh, that thou shalt take of the first of all the fruit of the earth, which thou, hast, thou shalt bring of thy land, that the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shall put it in a basket, and shall go unto the place where the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name there. This one is talking about your first fruit. That's your tithing. How can you say thanks? You can say thanks by being faithful with your tithing, by being faithful with your giving. Look, if you look at what God has done for you, you say that to give money is the least thing I can do. Because money doesn't, there are many things that money cannot do. True or not true? If you look at important people who die, yes, who have the money to commandeer every type of medical service for themselves. 
like Michael Jackson, a person with how many personal doctors who are looking after him? You next cry, you don't have one. How to buy para? Yes. But person with doctors, you look like at somebody like Steve Jobs, the owner of all your Apple things can come and collect all the iPads and the iPhones from us today and then he's sitting down and sickness will catch him and he can't do anything about Of course, he did anything about it, but it wasn't enough and he's gone. So you see that money cannot save money. So if you give money, you have not given your life, you have not given your blood, but you are just showing appreciation to God that God, thank you for the life that you have given me. Thank you for the job that you have given me. Thank you for whatever I am. That's why I say that I am always excited when I see these young people from dancing stars and say they come here, they say, I've, I've come to give my tithe. What work do they do? <laughs> They you, you work, they pay you, and you won't pay tight. Oh, there's something wrong with you. Yes, there's something wrong with you. What did I say? What did I say? There's something seriously wrong, majorly wrong. If it's not a word, don't worry. Somebody speaks something, and then later they put in the dictionary. <laughs> there's something wrong that I can't get. I'm, I'm, I'm alive. I'm an adult. I work. They pay me. I, I, I live, I, 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 whatever, and I can't give tithe to the Lord. <laughs> it is like you don't regard anything about God and anything that God is doing. That's a big mistake. Tell your neighbor it's a big mistake. Even if you don't work, it's a big mistake. Because saying thank you in the time that you don't work is also the same principle of opening doors of miracles for you for greater earnings and greater whatever God will give you. And thou shalt go unto the priest that shall be in those days and say unto him, I profess this day unto the Lord thy God that I am come unto uh, the country which the Lord swear unto our fathers for to give us. And the priest shall take the basket out of thy hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord thy God. So your, your tithe is not something you spread in the world. It's something you take to the priest. And the priest will receive it from your hand. You put this thing there and you put it in. Is the priest receiving it from your hand? At the altar. And this is the altar. Yes. They say, well, I mean, I'm helping people somewhere and uh, I'm for the poor. This, this, and, uh, they do look at what is in the Bible and do what is in the Bible and still do your helping people elsewhere because that is also important. But it's not a substitute for what you have to do at the altar. You can't substitute it. Uh, how can I say thanks? By not giving tithe, eh? I can say, I say thanks by not giving my tithe. Hmm? Hey. And thou shalt speak and say before the Lord thy God, a Syrian ready to perish was my father. And he went down into Egypt and sojourned there with a few and became there a nation great, mighty, and Populous. I was just meditating on this thing and I saw that they, who is this Syrian? It sounds like Abraham. He's the one who was called by God, ready to perish. And then later, his offspring sent to Egypt and then they became great and mighty. So he's recognizing that I am nothing known. My father was a Syrian about to perish and God called him out. And God sent him to Egypt. And he became great over there, recognizing God. And the Egyptians even treated us and afflicted us and laid upon us hard bondage. And verse 7, please. And when we cried unto the Lord God our fathers, of our fathers, 
the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. That's how the person is presenting the tithe. Next verse. And the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with great terribleness and with signs and with wonders. And he has brought us into this place and has given us this land, even a land that flows with milk and honey. And now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land, which thou, O Lord, hast given me, and thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God and worship before the Lord thy God. So he gives his history that my father was a Syrian about to perish, was called by God, taken into a good place, multiplied, became great over there, and then later God moved us from there and brought us into this good land that we stay. And in this land, this is the blessing that God has given us. This is the blessing God has given me. And so I have brought the first fruit to you, God, to say thank you. Has God brought you to any good place? Even to be in this church is a blessing. You may not see it. You see that oh, you are doing somebody a favor by coming to church. It's a blessing that you have found a church and God has ordered your steps into a place where you can worship, where you can be taught, and where you can meet others to help you in your journey unto eternity. What a blessing you have. I said, what a blessing you have. I said, what a blessing you have. What a blessing you have. You have a church. You have a pastor anywhere. It is the greatest blessing that God has given you. Your life would have been very different by this time. You don't know. Because you don't see the other side. So you would not know. And some of you, you know yourself. You are so bad already. Completely rotten. Swallowed up. And taken up. By the world. And God had mercy on you. And God called you. And God says, oh, it is somebody who called me and said, let's go to church. It is God who sent that person to come and call you to say that let's go to church. Oh, not me. Nobody brought me to church. I just, I came by myself. So I can go by myself and I can do anything by myself. It is God who ordered your steps and brought you into the place where you are sitting now. That's why you always have to say thank you to him. And you always have to say give him the glory. He said that and we came into the land that flows with milk and honey. When you go to that land, now you go to Israel or then you went to Israel, you will not be standing there and you see milk and honey flowing. But it's a figurative word to show that God has brought us into a good place and not a bad place. God has brought you into a good place and not a bad place. And acknowledge always that God has brought you into a good place and not a bad place. Those who are married, always acknowledge that God has brought you into a good place. A good person. You married a good person. I said you married a good person. Appreciate him. Appreciate her. Say thank you. Yes. Say thank you to your husband for marrying you. Say thank you to your wife for marrying you. Yes. Because me, when I was going to marry my wife's relatives, they were against me very seriously. They should be, shouldn't marry me at all and they, that, that. I didn't understand at the time, but later when I looked at it, I saw that there was reason in it. Yes. Because But that time, one day I saw the engagement and I saw myself, I nearly collapsed. I said that there's no no doubt that they said this thing is not a good thing. But I don't know why she didn't follow the advice of the family people and kept coming to me. Yeah. God was working. Yeah, it's true. What a blessing. Always say that you are blessed. That will make God bless you even more. 
What a blessing. I said, what a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessed person you are. What a blessed person you are. See what God has made out of you and done for you. Yeah. He said, the land is flowing with milk and honey. But there's no letter. Hey. It's like because it's flowing now, but it's to say that it's a good place, even if it is not the way you expected. Give thanks to God and say it's a good place, it's a good place. So that's how He presents the, the, this thing and brought us out into this place and has given us this land, even land flowing with milk and honey. I've read all this and brought the first food. And gave us that said before the Lord thy God, and thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God has given unto thee and unto thy house, thou and the Levi and the stranger that is among you. Is there anything to rejoice about? So when you come here with your title like that, these are all the things you are saying that I was a stranger. I was out of the commonwealth of Israel and of the kingdom and I was on my way to perish and go to hell and God brought me out and God brought me into the kingdom, into the church and into the brethren and gave me something and now, oh God, I have come with the first fruit to come and say what? Thank you. To come and show appreciation. So people who preach or who talk on radio and things like that, tight is something of the Old Testament and it is this and it, people are forcing people to pay. There's no force about it, but it is you yourself. I mean, if you can't give ordinary money like this to God, I don't know what you can give to God. Alone, I'm on Ordinary, and money is ordinary. Those of you who have money sitting there, were you not here one day that your, the value of your money, they divided it into three and gave you one, suddenly. And I hear it's going back. Oh? And are we all not in this country where, uh, is it haircut? Haircut is now working on your investment. <laughs> He said, I have investment, treasury bills and uh, government bonds and that, that, that. Now they brought scissors and then they cut the thing pa, 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 like that. Then you see that the thing is not what you thought it was. It's money that has value today and tomorrow doesn't have value. If you can't give this thing to God, then you can't give anything to God. I'm preaching today. Yes. I'm surprised that I can preach, yes. Do you get it? So, how can I say thanks? I can say thanks by living my life for God. Pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. So it's not even your, your living a pure and holy life is thanksgiving to God. Wow. What a blessing. It's thanksgiving to God. So your foolish way of living is also refusing to recognize Whatever God has done for you. How can I say thanks? Can you sing again? How can I say thanks? For all the things. How can I say thanks? For the things you've done for me. Things so undeserved. So undeserved. Mm. Do you deserve the things that God is doing for you? Things so undeserved. Mm. 
sing it together. Be the glory to God. Supported to sing. How, oh Lord, can I say thanks for the things you've done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave.
glory to God for the things he has done. Giving glory to God. Give me the scripture that he said, a Syrian about to perish. Put it up for me. Verse I hear, Syrian. Ah. And thou shalt speak and say before the Lord thy God, a Syrian ready to perish was my father. Maybe it is not even your father, but yourself. A Syrian ready to perish somewhere. Perishing in the world. Being destroyed. That's me. And he went down into Egypt and sojourned there with a few. And became there a nation. Great, mighty, and populous. A Syrian ready to perish is now great, mighty, and populous. That's the prophecy for your life. Great, mighty, and populous. Great, mighty, and populous. And look at it. Give me the next verse. Give me the next verse. And when you cry, labor and oppression. Give me the next. And the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Egypt is a type of world which is unbelieving. Perishing. But God brought us out of Egypt. Out of the world that is perishing. With a mighty hand. You may not have had any spectacular ways of being saved. But it's a mighty hand. Come on. It's a mighty hand that brought you from where you were into this place. It's a mighty hand that has brought you to God. You may not see it. That's why you don't value it. That's why you don't value it. Some of us will think that over it. I'm just doing God favor by going to church or being a Christian. It's a mighty hand that brought you out. Out of darkness and out of Egypt and placed you somewhere where the name of the Lord is. And with an outstretched arm and with great terribleness and with signs and with wonders. You being here is a sign and a wonder. Your being in church today is a sign and a wonder. Look at it. Look at the people around you. Maybe your home, your brothers, sisters, and people around. Whether they, 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 they have what you have. You, you are a sign and a wonder. God brought us into this place and has given us this land. Even a land that floweth with milk and honey. Ah. And now, behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land. Which thou, Lord, has given me. You see, which you have given me. That's what you always have to remember. That when you do your first fruit, your tithe, your offering, your, it is what the Lord has given you. Not what you have acquired. What the Lord, with thou, oh Lord, you gave it to me. And I've come to say thank you by giving you the tenth or an offering or uh, anything. Whatever is in your heart to God, you are acknowledging that this one, it is God who has given it to me. And it is God who has given it to you. Whatever you have is from God. You didn't engineer it by yourself. Yes. Or you become like Nebuchadnezzar. And say that my wisdom and my strength. Has given me this. Then God will give you an answer for that one. I don't know which one you are going for. And thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God. And worship before the Lord. Lift your right hand like this and just say thank you to God with your mouth once again and ask God that 
to show you the opportunities. The opportunities. The doors. And the different ways of saying thank you to him. Different ways you can say thank you to God. Different ways you can say the thank you that you have to say. Different ways you can acknowledge that this thing, <laughs> it is God. And I will not be where I am. And I will not have what I have. Instead of talking about disappointment and God has disappointed and God has not done this and God has not done this and God has not done that, that not done it. and God didn't answer the prayer and God didn't. It. You are just seeing the 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 the, the 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 ways that He has led you and where He has brought you, and you have come to say thank you, and thou shalt rejoice in every good thing with the Lord thy God has given unto thee and unto thy house, thou and the Levite and the stranger in thy house. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now close your eyes. You are not born again. God brought you into this place. It's not by accident you are here. You can say thank you by giving your life to Jesus. Today, you are here. You have to say thank you by giving your life to Jesus. And then it says, Yes, that's what God is doing for you. Close your eyes, everybody. You need Jesus. You are not born again. I want to pray a special prayer with you. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I need Jesus. I want to be born again. Lift up your right hand. Right hand up high. God bless you. God bless you. Your hand is lifted up. Come to me in front here. I'm praying a special prayer for you. Come. Yes, keep coming. Keep coming to the front. God is calling somebody. God is wants to change your life today. And bring you to the place which flows with milk and honey. Being in Jesus is like being taken to a land that flows with milk and honey. God bless you. God bless you. Keep coming. 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 There's salvation in the house. And God is giving you salvation today. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I am a, a sinner. I am on my way to hell. But you died for me. You shed your blood for me. Today, I receive Jesus as my Lord, as my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Forgive me my sins. Wash me in the blood. Make me a new person. Thank you for saving me. Kase radiesu, betrama kumemu, sakrami, yemini pafufo. Efineko, me di yesu echi, me sum yesu. Kase radime dawasi, se wajime nkwa. Amen. God bless you. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari-DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International-HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry, singing home.